It's never easy building something new from the ground up, much less taking that vision and growing it into a thriving business with users spread across the globe. Today, we'll be learning about such a journey from someone very close to home and the reason this show even exists in the first place. Welcome to Momentum, a podcast by Jotform, where we talk about the technology, productivity tips, insights, and best practices that help us move forward in business and in life. I'm Elliot, your host, and today I have the honor of being here with none other than the man behind the forms himself, the founder and CEO of Jotform, Eidekin Tonk. Eidekin, it's uh, truly a privilege to have you on the show today sharing your time, and I couldn't be more excited to uh, show the listeners and myself a glimpse into your journey creating the company. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's great to be on the show. It's, it's yeah. wonderful to have you. Um, I think a good place to start would be, well, from the beginning. Maybe yeah. uh, talk a little bit about what first gave you the idea for Jotform and inspired you to create this form-building platform that has really grown into something so much more over the last 15 years. Yeah. So I studied uh, computer science uh, in school. And uh, after I graduated, I started working for this um, New York internet media company. Like I worked there for five years. And one of the things that uh, I was working on was uh, building forms because uh, we had uh, like over hundreds of websites and uh, our editors always needed forms to do stuff in them. And like um, there were like contact forms, polls, surveys, questionnaires, like awards and all those kind of like many different things. And the, the thing was, I actually hated forms. I, I didn't want to build forms because it was so simple. It was time consuming and simple. I wanted to actually work on like more challenging problems. So I looked at, I looked for a product, tried to find a product that will actually help me build forms so that, you know, I can work on some um, more fun stuff. And uh, it's, when I looked at it, I couldn't find a good product. And that's actually how I uh, decided like, you know, maybe I should build build it. If uh, there's no good product for this and there's a big need for it, maybe I'm gonna build it. And after I worked there for five years, I um, I quit my job and I start, the next day I started working on Jotform. Mm. And that's exactly how it started. And because, because I knew the need, uh, it was actually, easier for me to know like what what I needed to build, uh, what people needed, how important forms were. Uh, so I started working on the product in uh, 2005. And then in 2006, I released the first version of Jotform and um, went from there. Yeah. Wow. And I think it's it's important to note that nowadays we're, we're so used to no code tools, but back in 2005, to make a form, you really had to write the code yourself. You couldn't just yeah. go on the internet and find a form builder. So you were really doing something that uh, was making this process so much easier for so many people. And now in 2021, it's hard to even think back 15 years to what the space used to be like. It was really responsible for uh, uh, taking the space to, to a new direction and uh, empowering so many people with their data collection. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what the early years of Jotform looked like? Um, you know, we're a 15-year-old company. Um, how did it grow starting out? So we were always bootstrapped uh, in the beginning. Uh, it was all me. I was doing everything. I was doing the design. I was doing the product. I was doing marketing. I was doing customer support, uh, pretty much everything. 
And it was actually good because uh, it allowed me to like talk to customers. Uh, for for someone who actually you know writes code, mm-hmm. it's actually not that easy to like do marketing or customer support. But when you do that, you learn so much. And um, it was actually good for me to know about all those things. And on later years, when I needed to actually build teams, I actually knew about like how to do PR, how mm-hmm. to do marketing, how to do customer su- uh, support, and um, you know all those different uh, functions. Like you know, I was doing my own accounting in the beginning. I was doing uh, my own taxes, uh, like everything I was doing myself, and that actually kind of helped me uh, have an have an overall uh, knowledge about everything. When I just started out, um, so I built the built the product, released the free version, and I actually I wanted to see like if people will like Jotform, if you know, if this is going to be a, like a really successful product, and that's why when I um, when I released when I released it, um, when I saw that you know people actually like it and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a successful product, um, uh, people are responding to the product. I decided that I needed to build a team. At that point, like I'm a bootstrapped uh, startup, I needed to build a team, and you know, I I wanted to start working on the next version, which is which uh, which became the paid version mm-hmm. in uh, 2007. Came out in 2007, and uh, I decided, okay, I need to hire uh, people to help me out because this is going to be uh, this is going to be an Big adventure, uh, mm-hmm. and and at that point, like I decided, okay, I'm gonna go back to my home country, which is Turkey. Uh, so I went back to Ankara, and I actually uh, opened my office in September 2006, and um, I hired my first employee, and um, so that I could keep my costs down. So coming back to US, uh, and then you know building the team here took a while. Uh, so it's just in the beginning, I, I tried to keep the cost as low as possible. And uh, the first year, um, it was only me and the, uh, the developer that I hired. Second year, like we became like a, uh, uh, we hired another developer. So it's third year, like another one. So it's very, in the beginning, very gradual. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's about the SaaS products are very slow. Uh, they grow very slowly in the beginning because it's, it's at that time, like Jotform was only like nine dollars per month, and um, and it just uh, it it took. Uh, I needed to find a lot of customers to get to a point where I could actually, uh, you know, uh, grow my team. Uh, that's why it just started uh, slowly, uh, but um, yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, starting with a small team, uh, it was so much fun to, uh, like, you know sit together together in an office, like go to lunch together, uh, discuss the product together. And it's just, uh, we have only one product. And it actually helped me like learn lots of different things. Uh, starting slowly, uh, it, it's actually a good thing. Um, usually, uh, you know, what uh, a lot of startups do is like, they, they're, gonna, they're gonna get an investment and they're gonna hire this 100 people. And then uh, they're gonna build everything from scratch. It's really, uh, it's really difficult to get it right uh, that way. It takes a much longer time uh, to grow slowly uh, in a bootstrap way. But I, I think um, 
it's about the journey anyways it's not about the exit and uh it's it's about um getting you know uh, building a team and um uh building a great product and i like i love uh joel spolsky's blog which um it's kind of old now but um i was reading that in 2000 uh you know year 2000s he has a post called like it takes 10 years to build a great product and that's really uh it it really takes 10 years to build a great product and um so there's no reason to uh, rush it's incredible to think that we're a company of over 300 what almost 350 now and we really started out with with one doing everything now we have entire departments for for marketing for support for development but you you start out doing it all and i think that's a, a really critical takeaway is that you have this familiarity with every aspect kind of the, the function of the company so you can speak with some authority on what what this entails and i think it makes you almost uh easier to kind of entrust as a leader because this is someone who's done it before right um and it's also interesting for even me to learn about how slowly it grows in the beginning uh because again 300 350 people now but we had one person in the beginning two two people the second year three people the third year like that's just uh, that's incredible but you're putting in the time and the investment to to grow the product the right way it sounds like which is obviously a valuable takeaway um can you talk a little bit about some of the what you would say the most valuable lessons you learned starting out in those early years the thing about me starting out my company was um before that i haven't done any management like i actually i was a developer for five years i graduated from uh, school uh, computer science and then i was a developer uh, i was coding for five years and then i started my company so i had no experience uh managing people so i think the biggest lesson i learned in the beginning was uh, how to work with people, um, how to manage people, uh, how to uh, create a great product with people. And uh, in the beginning, it was all fun. Like we had this small office, we had uh, these uh, people who loved uh, building products and uh, we were all le learning together. I also had like uh, gained experience by doing. So the first thing I learned was um, freedom actually, you know, uh, makes people work better um if you if you tell people like you have to do it this way like if you do this um and um if you if you tell them like what to do it's not uh it's not exciting for them it's also not fun for them it's also uh not uh, they're not going to come up with any creative ideas but if you tell them like you know this is our goal this is uh what we want to accomplish and if you inspire them then actually, you know, and uh, then you don't have to tell them like what to do because uh, they're going to uh, come up with ideas and they're going to have fun uh, doing that. When we were a small team, we were like working like that and we were always talking about the product. And uh, we were, you know, even when we were having lunch, we were talking about the product. And once we reached a size like 10 people or 15 people, it, it actually um, things didn't go as smoothly as before. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I wonder what, what was wrong about that. And when I looked at it, I saw that like, you know, people were actually working individually on different parts of our product or um, doing like marketing or whatever individually. And uh, when we, uh, and in the beginning we were always doing it together. 
so that discussion, that face-to-face discussion, that constant communication and uh, really help us uh, build something great. And once we reach, reach that si- size, we thought that like, you know, now we are a bigger company, everybody's gonna work on different parts. So we're gonna actually divide up things and you know, it's gonna be great. But it turned out that uh, we weren't communicating enough when we were working on different things. Uh, after I discovered that, um, we started actually working uh, in a similar way as the first days, which is like a small teams. Um, and even today, like those 300 people, they they all work in small teams and each team has a mission. Um, uh, they have the freedom to decide like, you know, what to work on. And uh, they have a mission to, you know, accomplish. They, I mean, during the pandemic, it's really uh, hard to actually, you know, be in the same room. But sure. one of the, one of the things that we, we do is like, uh, we put the small team in a, uh, in a room together and they have a whiteboard. Uh, usually like the spaces can only hold like six people. So, you know, we can't make the team bigger than that. Uh, it's just, uh, we, when we put the seven, seven person, it's like, we have to figure out like where that person is gonna sit and we cannot do eight person team. So that actually limits us to make sure that we have, we continue to have the small teams and if it gets bigger, we divide the team and, um, you know, give the new team a new mission. And um, this way, uh, there's this communication, there's fun. This team is, uh, they go to lunch together. You know, we give them the budget to go lunch uh, together. And um, uh, they're always talking about, and the other thing is like each team has a uh, single project. So we, 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 don't, we don't say like, you know, okay, you are sitting in the same room uh, you're a team, but you're all worked on different projects. That that actually doesn't work. Uh, that I call that like uh, people sitting in the same room. I don't call that a team. A team works on the same thing, and they can just start this start a discussion about what they're doing uh, in their room, and um, you know just go up to the whiteboard and uh, have a really fun conversation about um, what they're building or what they're making. That's that's the thing about like uh, starting slowly and then gradually uh, getting bigger, is that when things doesn't work out well, you can actually uh, look back and see like what 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 was what changed, what caused this um, problem to occur, because it's just you can't catch the problems because it's, it's a gradual process. But when you're building a huge team from the start, it's just mm-hmm. there's no way to know like what's wrong about it. Yeah. Right. Well, it feels like feels like a community at Jotform. And, you, you know, I've been here for a little bit over a year and we were already a large company, but uh, we have, you know, smaller teams that we divide into. We have marketing, we have teams within marketing. And even from, you know, my respectively small sliver, it feels like a community when you're a part of an organization like this, instead of coming into this larger bureaucratic, uh, you know, investment-backed machine, you have these pockets of of community, and I think that's a that's a powerful management philosophy that I personally um, have very much been appreciative um, being at Jotform, and it's it's cool to see a a founder, especially of a tech company, because you started out as a, a coder, right, and you coded and you created a tool that's really powerful, but then that has to translate to a company and management and 
to see you taking the investment to to really understand and, and figure out the way to manage a company that's growing at, at this rate now and do it the right way um, is very cool. And and I can speak from personal experience the the way that you set goals as opposed to say what to do uh, makes it a lot more inspiring for us to work on something because suddenly it's something that we're solving. You know, it's not just going in and checking the box and saying yes, I did what you said. It's you gave us this challenge. Here is how we innovated to meet and hopefully exceed that. And that gives us that that spark, I think, that uh, makes it exciting to, to go to work every day. So um, definitely some amazing, amazing takeaways there. Um, I guess let's go back a little bit to what we've talked about throughout the conversation, which is keeping Jotform bootstrapped. Because that's, uh, that's very significant, especially now at a company of our size. Um, and for as long as we've been around and how much we've grown, uh, it's, a pretty, it's, it's a pretty unique thing that Jotform is still, is still bootstrapped. Um, can you talk a little bit about that decision to keep it that way? <clears throat> yes, sure. Uh, so in the beginning, it, was, uh, it wasn't by choice. Uh, there was no like options to uh, get an investment. <laughs> Maybe I, I would uh, if I had an option to get an sure. investment. Harder back in those days. Um, so yeah, that's the beginning. And I didn't even know like that I had that option. So I always assumed that you know I, have to, I had to do it um, bootstrap way. And after a while, after many years passed and Jotform started to become successful, actually investors started coming. Uh, to, and and asking uh, ask if they could invest and um, and at that point um, when I when I thought about that I actually like the freedom we have I I like that uh, we don't have to you know answer to anybody uh, we don't have to like have this you know time frame that we have to exit uh, we you know we can just do it our way and we don't have to um, you know. Have rush, and uh, we we can take the time to provide good uh, a, a good product to our users and a good service to our users, and uh, we don't have to try to you know execute uh, this you know um, this big plan in a rush time or anything like that. And yeah, I want to keep that freedom. Uh, that's why I decided. Okay, yeah, we are no investment. We we are not going to get any investment. And um, that so far worked out well. And I, you know, I've seen, I met people who, who, who worked, uh, who got like VC investments, and and uh, most of the time, like uh, there's just so much pressure for them to like um, uh, to 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 reach as to a point and then sell the company or something um, to exit some way. And it just it takes the fun out of the whole thing, and uh, I actually like the journey. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no like you know there's no end to this. I, I like you know having uh, 10 million users and and um, you know continuing to grow the uh, company and finding problems, finding like weak points at Jotform and improving them every day. Uh, that's like how I see myself. Like I'm always trying to improve everything. Um, and I'm always like on the lookout for what what we can improve, and um, it's going great so far. Mm -hmm. So um, so yeah, bootstrapped. Um, and one of the things that I did in the beginning was like um, I had to, like I only hired someone if I had like a one year salary for that person in the bank, 
and that actually kept me sane, and that actually kept me grow with the uh, with the uh, making sure that I can sleep at night. Like I don't have to worry about like are we gonna go out of money? Like if we if we if we couldn't grow our company, if we couldn't uh, grow our uh, customer base, then we stayed small. We continue to stay small and. And one year, if it started like uh, we we start getting more and more customers, then we could grow the team. Mm-hmm. So it, it's 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 always been like that. Our our, our customer uh, growth uh, creates our uh, employee growth. So we uh, gradually uh, grown our team. And the 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 one thing I really lo- love about uh, bootstrapping is uh, the the. The only money we have is from customers. So our investors are are our customers. So we answer to our customers. Yeah. So we make sure and in a sales business, in a monthly subscription business, like you you live and die by the like the happy, happiness of your customer. Like we could just, you know, uh, break uh, stuff and we could, you know, break our promise to our customers and they could just leave it next month. Mm-hmm. So we have, to, we are always on our to- toes to make sure that we have a great service, we have a great product, and we continue to grow our product. And um, that actually, you know, uh, customers actually tell us what to do. Um, right. Yeah. Now that's that's powerful. I think I, I think a lot of things that you said. Um, Ring ring so true because we really do answer to the customers. We are customer invested. I think many companies, especially technology companies, you know, say that they are customer focused, um, always looking out for their customers' best interest. But it's hard for that to be one hundred percent true when you're really backed by investors. Because at the end of the day, you're kind of answering to the investors and maybe somewhat to the customers. But we're really answering to the customers. Like the customers are kind of our boss in some way. And I think that that makes sure we're keeping on this uh, this right trajectory, as as you mentioned, that we're ultimately growing sustainably and growing smartly and growing the right way so we don't fall into some of the pitfalls that you hear about some tech companies who get a lot of investor money and then some bad things happen, you know, because uh, they grow too quickly too too soon. But um, I appreciate how you laid out that that roadmap of growing smart and and answering to, to the right people, which of course are our customers. So I guess, what are you most proud of uh, from a general sense of Jotform. You know, you've talked about um, how you kind of grew the company, how you started out with this with this vision, set about um, the management and the principles of, of growing it in the right way. But uh, throughout that whole journey, what's one thing you would say, or a couple things you would say you're most proud of? Yeah, definitely the team. Uh, the reason uh, everything starts with the team, like a good product, a good service uh, is can only be provided by a good team and um, so it's about the journey and uh, so we are actually in this boat together and uh, we are actually going somewhere like going to this you know successful feature together but we have to enjoy every day mm-hmm. and when when we have like good team members uh, when we are doing something uh, we are proud of and when we are actually accomplishing good stuff uh, it's just so much fun and um, it's it's like you know um, I see like work like play. Um, it feels like I'm you know uh, playing every day because it's just um, every day you know I'm solving some problem. I'm solving improving something. 
Uh, I'm working with a uh, really good people. I'm enjoying working with them. So it's the team is the, uh, uh, the, the thing that is most important for me, like the most proud of, uh, for me. And the great thing about it is like, um, people actually stay for a long time at Jotform. And then you can actually see how, how much they grow during this time. Like they, they start as an individual contributor and then they, they become a manager and they, you can see that, like how much they improve, uh, during that time. And uh, it's just so much fun to uh, see that and uh, be with uh, the same people for a long time. Uh, yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, what would you say is the vision of Jotform's future? Not not talking specific products, but where do you see this this company going? What's what's kind of the the, the ultimate goal, the next step for it? Yeah. Sure. So. Um, about the vision, I think the, the most important part is like we we keep our focus on forms, and um, you know, so people ask me like, you know, there are there are so many great competitors. There are, there is like a, Google actually is a competitor. Like Google Forms is a, one of the competitors. Sure. So you know, how do you compete with them? And my answer is it's it's about the focus. Uh, if we have focus on this great product, if we continue to improve it every day, then it's going to get better and better. And people were actually asking me, like, I remember, like, even 10 years ago, like, okay, we build everything. Like, what are we going to do now? Are we going to create a new product? And, you know, I was, even the, at that time, I was telling them, like, you know, we, we still have so much stuff that we can build. Uh, we still have so much things we can improve. Uh, we can come up with new innovative ideas, and we have done that. And interestingly, every day the amount of uh, new ideas, like innovation, that uh, that you know the new ideas we think actually increases. Like it's it, you know, we we don't run out of ideas because like we have more users, and they they come up with more ideas, and they tell us like what to build and uh, what to improve, uh, what services to provide. It's, uh, it's about keeping the vision, keeping the focus on forms. And um, about the vision, uh, when, when we say forms, we, we talk about both the forms themselves, but we also talk about the data people receive with those forms. So we wanna make sure that we are innovating with the forms, we are um, improving the forms and um, Coming up, coming up with new features uh, to make sure that um, people use uh, forms in a better ways and more productive. Uh, we are also working on making uh, the people more productive with the data because it's it never ends with the form. Like you receive an, for example, application on a form or you receive a registration, you receive a survey, but it's only the beginning. So there's, uh, there's the rest of the stuff, like what do you do with that data? Um, you can, you know, there's a workflow um, behind every company that are using Jotform. So we are trying to also make them more productive. Uh, and we are looking at how they use the data and how we can um, provide the tools for them so that they can actually, you know, speed up, they can save time. And that's why we recently like uh, created all these new tools, like uh, Jotform PDF Editor is, allows them to create uh, on the fly documents uh, from their form data. 
And we recent, recently released uh, Jotform approvals, which allows people to uh, kind of, you know, approve, uh, have a workflow uh, behind their forms. And um, we we received like on the forms we improved things like you know we we added the appointment uh, feature that uh, that became like a really hit during the pandemic because all these like even the COVID vaccination approvals were being done by them. Uh, yeah, so uh, our vision is to uh, keep the same path and keep keep our focus. Just just grow that because I think you, you you make a good point. We're we're a data collection company, so that will always be the most important part is collecting the data. But then you still have the data that you need to do something with, right? And um, I think that's been central to obviously all of our all of our products and even Jotform tables. I think was one of the previous companies that I worked at um, now has become a Jotform customer, um, and I was able to talk them through how to use Jotform for you know returning to the office and how to use tables and and workflows for for approvals and um the the it director that i am a friend with there um expressed you know it's it's really cool that job form you can do so much more than just collect the form responses um but it was the form responses that i needed initially so i think that's just an example of one small subset of a of a user who uses job form and experiences so much more with it than just the data collection um so moving on from this you become quite a thought leader in the entrepreneurial space. You know, you're, you're published by Forbes, Entrepreneur, Fast Company, uh, TechCrunch recently. Um, you're even verified on Twitter. Um, can you talk a little bit about that journey and what's inspired you to, to take on that role of sort of a, uh, an entrepreneurial thought leader? Yeah. So I've been blogging since the day one. Day, day one. And the reason was... Um, I was reading so many blogs uh, from entrepreneurs like uh, Paul Graham and like, as I mentioned, uh, Joel Spolsky, because I was learning so much from them. And um, I wanted to also do the same, um, to share my thoughts on, on my blog. Uh, so I've, I've been doing that for a very long time. Uh, but for me, writing is, is about thinking. So basically, Every day, I'm just gonna um, open this uh, this uh, text editor called AI Writer, and I'm just gonna you know full screen it. It's black, and um, I'm just gonna start typing whatever comes to my mind, uh, which uh, which is called like morning pages. Uh, there is a book about that, and um, when I do that, it actually helps me think about like what's most important. What, what, what can I do today? Like the most important stuff I can accomplish today. And uh, what are the biggest uh, problems we need to solve? What are the biggest opportunity, opportunities we need to, we should be going after? Or uh, like, um, you know, what can I do? Like, and I, I will, when I start out, it's not easy, like, you know, but at some point it starts flowing. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, things come to my, my mind and I start writing and at some point it's just I'm just writing about the single thing because it's the most important thing that I need to work on that's how I figure out uh, what to do and um, this just helps me a lot and and then after that I will just delete that file because you know the, the reason that I can write freely is because I'm going to delete that file uh, you know if I'm worried that you know someone's going to read that I cannot write everything right so I want to unblock myself to be able to write whatever comes to my mind. 
Yeah, writing is really uh, is a it's a it's an important tool for every entrepreneur to uh, to use to to come up with ideas. And um, yeah, I enjoy uh, blogging, and uh, it's a way for me to uh, connect with people as well. And I'm going to continue to uh, write uh, further. Um, you know, uh, people who are watching this or listening to this can actually check me out on uh, Medium or Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. We'll make sure to have the links in the uh, in the Twitter page and the YouTube page and everywhere else that this is published. Um, but no, you obviously bring so much experience and you've seen so much in your journey creating this company. Um, I, I personally have taken a lot away from your articles, as I know, obviously many other people have at this point as well. So kind of on that on that final note, is there any uh, last advice you would give for other tech startups or entrepreneurial founders who might be starting or even just a small business owner who's trying to take their company to the next level? Any advice you'd give them from from your experience of growing Jotform and, and what you would say to do? Yeah. So actually... I mentor uh, some startups, and the one thing that I see that it's very common is that they are building and building and building uh, constantly, and um, they're not getting feedback from uh, customers, from users. And um, the, the problem with that is um, you can build, you can build anything, but what you should build is. Uh, whatever uh, the users need, whatever the customers need. Uh, the only way you can actually find out what they need is if you uh, actually start talking to them, if you start uh, getting feedback from them. And the only way you can do is to actually release uh, your product. And, and you don't have to build and build everything. Uh, you, you should be just um, coming up with this MVP, minimal wild product, as soon as possible so that you can actually uh, get in feedback from your users. And uh, that's like the, pretty much like the, everyone um, has that same problem. They are just, um, they have this idea that, you know, they have to like, they have to take two years to build this great product and suddenly people are gonna start uh, using it. Uh, it never happens that way. Even with Jotform, I just started, wanted to get it out. And the biggest thing you can do is like, just release it for free because at the beginning, the most the, what you need is feedback as much as possible, and the the w one way to do that is if if it's uh, cheap or free, and if you can get many people to uh, use your product. And uh, once you start getting all those uh, people to use your product, um, you know you can put like feedback buttons, you can talk to them, you can set up meeting with meetings with them, you can survey them, and and. And that's exa exactly what I did in the beginning of Jotform. Um, I would actually, I put like this public forum in 2006 when I released it and people actually started writing there. Like, you know, they were like expecting features from me. They were expecting um, me to fix bugs. And then I just allowed them to uh, publicly, you know, uh, bash, bash our product <laughs> if there's, you know, if it needs to be bashed. And even today, like our, Support actually has an option to post publicly so that everyone else can read it. And this actually, you know, if, if you know, if we are ashamed that, you know, people are actually, you know, uh, if we are doing something really bad and a lot of people are bashing us, 
then we should be ashamed and you know we should fix that and uh, i think having that open um allowing people to post publicly like that it actually uh, kind of pushes us to fix those uh common issues um uh so that's the uh the biggest advice i would have is just release as soon as possible and uh, start getting those feedbacks definitely well it really goes back to the customer and putting the customer first as you've said this uh this entire time and it has certainly manifested itself positively with with job form words of wisdom from the man who's been there done that um Adikin, thank you so much for for appearing on the show and, and lending us your time this has been really insightful for me personally and i hope it will be for our listeners as well and to, couldn't thank you much uh, thank couldn't you. thank you enough for showing <laughs> thank up. you really, i appreciate really it. enjoyed this talk